0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard.
1: I'm here in Resby Hotel with uh, the guys from MasterCard. So, guys, tell us a bit who you are. Uh,
0: I'm
2: Mike Cowan, and I look after digital payment products for the UK and Ireland. I'm Jason Lawler, I'm general manager for MasterCard in Ireland. Hey guys, so tell us about what you're here to talk about. Is like any products coming on stream soon? Uh,
0: yeah, so I, I guess generally we are talking about the the, the changing landscape of payments uh, in, in in Ireland and more broadly, uh, and, and, and behind that, I guess the, the big changes around mobile payments in particular, and, and what's happening that, that, that that's. Causing the pace of those changes to accelerate. So, is that, give examples of what you're talking about. Uh, so, for example, um, maybe a, sort of a, a little bit of recent history, which is people have been trying to crack mobile payments for a, for a while now, for over five yeah. years. And up until a couple of years ago, people had really struggled to, and I'm talking worldwide here, had really struggled to scale those 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 services. They'd. Perhaps managed to get them up to maybe a hundred thousand users that sort of order of magnitude but, but people had really struggled to get much beyond that and one of the major reasons for that was that these uh, were typically arrangements between one or two banks and one or two mobile networks in a, in a given market uh, they were very very complicated technically uh, and also they were limited in terms of their potential customer base because they could only serve those people who were a customer of both the bank and the mobile network. Yeah. Uh, What happened initially a couple of years ago, and initially with Apple Pay, was a change in the model, where instead of uh, the, 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 the digital payment provider, in this case Apple, working directly with a number of banks to launch the proposition, they actually work with us. So Apple made one connection to MasterCard globally. And then on the other end, we can connect all of our blank banks globally, uh, which obviously gives you, gives you the, the, the ability to scale this thing much more rapidly and much more effectively. So, so the, 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 the figure uh, that's quite often quoted around this is within the first 72 hours of Apple Pay launching in the US, they had over a million customers registered. You compare that to five years... Previously, people getting up to maybe a hundred thousand. Yeah. So you can see this model was a game changer in terms of being able to scale mobile payments.
1: Well, I guess in that case, they had the factors that when you, serve for iTunes, whatever, you're using
0: your credit card as payment. Mm-hmm. So that was really there. It, it, it was. It was. So and, and that helps. But it wasn't. It wasn't necessary. Actually, uh, I, I think one of the things that obviously helped is is that people have uh, uh, a strong emotional connection with the apple brand uh, they they are inclined to want to try new things with it want want to want to sample everything that it has to offer and also When it was originally introduced in the iPhone 6, it kind of prompts you to set up Apple Pay as you're setting up the phone. So, you know, you get the new phone in the box, you unbox the phone, you go through the process of setting it up. And as part of setting up the phone, you're also setting it up for payment. And that was different as well, because previously these had generally been... uh, you would have the phone, and then you would have to be prompted to how to set up this yeah. this payment uh, uh, payment system after you got the phone. I guess with Apple, they've more or less been the same products that are easy to use from the get go. A- your... A- absolutely, and, and and you know th- this is very much the job of the partner whether whether it's Apple or Google or Samsung or somebody else uh, the, the, it, it's up to them to, to present these services to consumers in a compelling way that makes consumers want to participate in them and you know they do a great job of it
1: and I guess uh, with these kind of products what, what do you envision like I see early in the year things like stuff pay or the things that I think are very, very good because you're checking with your heartbeat and also where you're found that you're actually mm-hmm. buying things, which in my view is brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. So I think th- this has been another one of the big uh, evolutionary or maybe revolutionary steps forward in, in payments is, you know, I think we've known for a long time that if you can make biometric authentication practical and accessible to people, it would be a great way for people to authenticate them. So actually demonstrating who you are rather than demonstrating something that you know like a password uh, and, and it was really with the introduction of initially fingerprint readers on mobile phones and then also retinal scanners, technology face, facial recognition technology that has made that technology accessible to consumers now
1: I saw you had a
0: thing where you could use a vending machine and, and pay for your phone as well which is th- that, that, that's right yeah absolutely so, so, uh, so w- one of the things that we are always really trying to do is find ways of solving the problem where cash is currently the only way to pay uh, so I think that's the, the the example you mentioned where vending machines historically vending machines have been uh, very reliant on cash and, and it's problematic because for, for the consumer you've got to have the right money Uh they are mechanical mechanisms. They they're, uh, they they have reliability issues. They're prone to jamming. And then also for the operator of the machine, they've got to get somebody to the vending machine to collect the cash from it. And all the time the cash is sitting there, it's at risk of being stolen as well. So there's lots of problems associated with paying with cash. So if we can find ways of enabling... Those those sorts of environments where historically they've been cash reliant for mobile payments and the and the mobile phone is the obvious way of doing that, that's really solving a problem for everyone
2: involved. Like. And what's your role in the, in the Irish scene set up with this? Yeah, so essentially, Mastercard in Ireland. Our, I mean, our, just so we're clear on this one, the, the customers we have here essentially are banks. Yeah. Okay. Um, and our role here is to ensure that. Our customer banks are set up from a technological perspective to offer the kind of services or solutions that we're talking about here, whether it's Apple Pay, whether it's something else. Um, And we've been working since, I think, 2014. When did MDes start, Mike? 2014. 2014. So, essentially... um, our plan was to build a technology platform that Blanks essentially could plug into to allow the likes of Apple Pay to actually work where MasterCard was being used. Yeah. Um, in Ireland specifically, uh, we've been speaking to all of the banks here about implementing that technology, which is referred to as MDes, it's the digital enablement services from MasterCard. Um, and effectively, what that will allow is for the local issuing banks here um, to offer out these type of... Uh, mobile or, uh, payment uh, products yeah. if they wish to um, and, and that's kind of what we've been doing here for the last while so really interesting times for us uh, and conversations directly with the banks is where we play here. And how do you get the banks actually adopt these technologies? Um, I mean interestingly in lots of cases the banks have recognised that they need to do this um, and they want to do it. Um, our advice has been to the banks is make your decision based on what you know about your own customers. Okay. Um, we're not going to tell the banks to offer up one type of service over another. Uh, typically, across the UK and um, Ireland, we, we're seeing banks looking at all of the options. Um, so it's not really a difficult conversation to have. Um, they, they understand that the world is going towards the mobile. Um, customers want to have an easier way to pay for what it is they want to pay for. Um and you're carrying your phone most often all of the time. Um, so conversations have been surprisingly, um, we'll say, easy um, than, than other types of conversations that we have. Yeah, I, I
0: guess a big, big part of our job in this is, is making it as easy for the banks as possible. Uh, and like I say, by by having that single connection into MasterCard that then enables them to connect yeah. into multiple digital services, we're trying to do that, try and you know, give, give them one project that they have to complete to connect to many things rather than having to individually build for each
2: one? I think that's a really important point because the aim for MDAS was to ensure that once the platform is in, once the technology is in, the banks have the options, right? They can you know essentially you know, enable their own apps, they can work with other partners, they can do the whole lot if they want to, it's their call and it's down to their own commercial reality as to what's going to work and their own understanding of their own customers yeah. and that's important.
1: Out of your products, which ones are going to be launched very soon? Your products are soft, you early in the year at your labs in, uh, in Dublin in, in
0: Ireland do yeah. you mean? I'll, I'll defer to Jason
2: <laughs> Yeah, I mean from I think our focus here if I'm being honest has been the Ensuring that we're getting the ender's capability set up. Yeah. Right. So, when I look at what we do, essentially, traditionally, our model has been a B 2 B model. But we work with our banks. Yeah. We're providing the banks with the technology platforms that allows them to innovate through our innovation, is what I would say. Um, and what comes out of the lab typically um, will be distributed in most cases by the banks. Um, so it's down, There's commercial arrangements with all of the banks. Um, so. You know, around what kind of stuff they did want to work with us on and get out to market. Um, I would say that the focus for Mastercard generally uh, has been one MDes, yeah. um, you know, ensuring that that technology exists. Uh, uh, but two, uh, Masterpass, kind of globally, um, you know, would be one of the big focus areas for us. And Mike has been working really kind of closely with the Mastercard, Masterpass guys, both in the U.S. and Europe. Um, I think that that's going to be um, the next big departure for, for MasterCard in the tech space. What, what I would say is this, right? You've got our core business, right? Um, which is essentially in the business of, of working with banks um, typically on, on the old card rails. Um, we want to create the same standards in the digital space using technology that we have today in the physical space. So you think about how you use a card today. Yeah. You walk in, Nowadays, hopefully, you're tapping and going using contactless, and the transaction happens and it's seamless, and the stuff is happening in the background. We want the same experience in the digital space. So our efforts over the last number of years from a digital strategy point of view is let's get there's implemented where we can and partner with the banks so they're, they're enabled and ready to walk when the opportunities with the digital partners come along. The second thing is launching um, Masterpass globally so that that becomes a global acceptance mark. Um, and as, in the very same way that we have Global Acceptance Mark in the, in the physical world today, yeah. we want that in the digital world. So it'll be, want? It'll be master pass
0: buttons on, on websites and in apps. That, that's good. So that should be next few months? It, it, it's already started. Yeah. It's already started. Um, so, I, you know, if we look at What's tended to happen is that the US has kind of led the charge on, on digital, that's where we've tended to see things happening first. So we've seen you know, the, the first wave of, of the, the, the big digital players yeah. uh, go in the US, so we, you know, Apple Pay, Android Pay, Samsung Pay, recent announcements about PayPal as well. Uh, and then we're now just getting into the second wave in the US, uh, which is of the banks launching their own digital payment solution, so based on the mobile banking app, but enabled to make payments as well. And, of course, when you build payments into the mobile banking app, you've got a whole load of stuff wrapped around it that, that, that you can use to, to sort of enhance that experience. So, you know, seeing my balance before I make the payment, seeing that the payment's gone out and it's, my balance has changed in real time, uh, offering me the ability to put controls on my card, to say I want to switch it on or off for e-com payments, I want to switch it on or off for international use. All of these things that you, you can wrap around the payment experience to, to uh, I, I think, certainly uh, add control for the consumer, make them feel that they're, they're able to better manage their money, but also the other kind of benefits that can go with it, like you know discount programmes, loyalty programmes, all of that kind of thing. And I guess my name is also combat fraud as well. Absolutely, that, that's very much at the heart of what we're trying to do. So the, the MDes platform that we've been talking about, this platform that supports Apple Pay, Android Pay, Samsung Pay, and the other services, uh, it, it changes the way that payments are done and it makes them more secure. And it does that primarily in two ways. One is, it swaps out the card number for a different card number. So when you tap your phone to pay, the card number that's being used for payment is not the number that's embossed on your card it's a different number that's uniquely associated with that phone yeah. and the MDES platform knows that it's associated with a phone and it knows what sorts of transactions that phone can do so if for example you tried to you, you manage to get hold of that number and you try to type it into a website that would get routed to MDES and MDES would block it straight away because it would say I know that th- that card number can't be used for that sort of a transaction and then the, the other thing that it does is it, it applies uh, cryptography to these transactions as well. So the same sort of security that is used for chip and pin transactions in, in stores uh, for the first time can be used for remote transactions, internet and e commerce transactions as well, because you have you know, the smart the payment credentials there, either physically in the phone or associated with the phone. And you're able to use them for contactless payments. You can also, for the first time, use them for the remote payments as well. So, so really, really high levels of security, uh, and, and I think you know, basically, building a new payment, uh, a new secure foundation for the future of digital payments. Yeah,
1: I guess if you get make, make it more secure, more well,
0: people will use it because they'll be reassured. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and they should be reassured as well. It, it is you know the. Um, like I say, because even if you're able to get hold of the the, 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 the card number or the pseudo-card number that the phone is using, even if you can get hold of that, because you can't do anything with it other than use it through that phone, uh, that, that transforms the security around these sorts of payments. Maybe
1: also, if, for example, you're buying stuff and require your fingerprint scan to be working
0: as well. Yep. So yep. they
1: obviously they're not, not going to work as well.
0: Uh, absolutely, so, so that's always been a real challenge, it Is uh, how do you make sure that it's the legitimate card holder who's doing the transaction, and historically the, the means that we had of doing that were a little bit clunky, you know, there they they were passwords, there were usernames and passwords and, you know, three out of eight and that kind of thing. With, with the advent of particularly biometric technology, fingerprint scanners, face recognition, all of that, on the mobile phone, that gives us a new way for people to authenticate themselves in a way that is secure, but also convenient. Yeah,
1: because I guess you can actually replicate You can actually steal some fingerprints and use it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And same with the retina Scanner, because so early in the year with retina Scanners, it's back into your eyeball. Check the blood vessels; they're
0: unique. Yeah. And if you can if that, if that runs in yours, you know it's not you. It's not you. I, I, exactly. So, so I mean, all of these things are, are effectively different kinds of fingerprints. So you know, your fingerprint has a fingerprint, but also you, you know your eye has a kind of a fingerprint, and your face yeah. has a kind of fingerprint. Now, these are things that define you as being you, and the best form of authentication is identifying you not identifying that you can remember a password or you can remember a code or something yeah, like that. because that's hard to do to so remember all your passwords. There's, there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and yeah.
1: if you can actually do it so that oh, and
0: remember who you are rather than what you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's, it's about knowing that you are you not knowing that the person that you're interacting with knows a, a piece of information.
1: Because yeah, remember years ago in technology, fingerprints, sc- eye scanners will rip, rip, just go to your eyes, so if you put in the kind of lens, That was couple smithers' eye. That was that was enough to get you through. So what you do now is you're going further, deep, deep down and checking the the vessels, like a fingerprint. That's all you need to each person.
0: Yeah, and, and, and there are there are global standards emerging around biometric uh, authentication as well, because you know there, there are just like everything else, there are there are good and bad biometric authentication technologies, and we need to make sure, obviously, that that we have a means of understanding the quality of biometric
2: authentication that any particular service is using. Yeah, All right. That's great. Great. Thanks so much for that, guys.